You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily podcast on the Minnesota Timberwolves, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to another Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, your host here, Colt Molesky, bringing you daily Wolves content. In case you want any written content, you can check out the Locked On Timberwolves fan rag site. And for all other sites that you want to go to for any of your other NBA needs, check out the Locked On NBA podcast as well as the Locked On network for all the other NBA teams and coverage. I have a special guest on from that network, Jeff Garcia, the host of the Locked On Spurs and he is joining us today. We have a we have a lot to talk about. Western Conference is a buzz. P- teams jumping all over the place. First of all, Jeff, thanks for jumping back on the show. It's been a long time since you've been on. Yeah, it's been a long time, uh, uh, Colton. But uh, my goodness, I, I feel like I'm uh, reeling right now. I don't know what to do. I'm just in this quandary right now about my Spurs. <laughs> Yes, we the last time we talked actually was at the beginning of the season. Our two teams faced off uh, in the the opener for both teams to open up the season. Very different teams from from when we talked last. And uh, just as people who, guys who cover the NBA on a day to day basis, uh, I, I definitely feel old, a little weathered by the NBA season. Uh, and for the most part, the Spurs feel a little bit weathered as well by this NBA season. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I think I aged about 10 years uh, <laughs> this season uh, with dealing with the Kawhi Leonard quad saga drama to the injury rattle season to now them facing the possibility of missing the uh, postseason in quite some time. But yeah, I agree with you. This uh, regular season kind of dragged on a bit. I'm ready for some postseason play. As am I. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, it has been just an ever-changing uh, kind of scene for the Western Conference. Teams bouncing around. The Timberwolves themselves uh, bouncing all over the place. They lost a bunch of spots just by nature of not playing it when they had that five-day break. Uh, they, have, they have been looking good, though, wins against the Warriors and the Wizards over the last couple. Spurs have been reeling. As you said, they were able to grab a win against the Magic, but they had lost three straight before then and uh, their their win against the Grizzlies was the one thing that stood between them and uh, a pretty significant losing streak over the last few games looking rough there's all kinds of Kawhi stuff uh, coming uh, swirling around the team him being unhappy it sounds like maybe uh, not sure where the injury where that lies that he was supposed to come back and play on Thursday against the Pelicans looks like that's not going to happen again uh, all of this uh, is going down, and the Spurs still, considering everything, considering their best player is has been off the court the majority of the season, still in that eighth spot. Uh, are you kind of impressed with the Spurs' work, or is it overall been just kind of disappointing, just all the stuff off the court that's happened for this team? Uh, yeah, they're actually, as of this recording, they're a ninth in the uh, Western Conference uh, race. Um, they they don't have the tiebreakers versus Jazz North Denver, so uh, yeah, add more salt to the wound. This uh, season, I would chalk it up to just disappointed, and I, I, if there's a phrase, maybe what could have been. Uh, I think that's kind of mm. where I'm standing right now, what could have been for this first team. You look at last season, how they ended it, uh, they were a Jaja slide the foot under Kawhi's leg, move away from possibly giving the Warriors some run. 
Uh, Kawhi was playing like MVP candidate that he was. The Spurs were looking good, and then we all know what happened from that point on. And then the drama started. The uh, quad, Kawhi's quad over the offseason, and he didn't play at all during the preseason, played nine games, just cannot get it going. Then you've got injuries to LaMarcus Aldridge, to Pau Gasol, to Monty Ginobili, to Danny Green, to Joffrey Laverne. Um, I believe, I, I would lost count. This is how bad it's been, Colton. They are plus, you know, the 20-plus different chart starting lineups this season. Oh, That's gosh. how much of a carousel this uh, season has been. I, I wouldn't say I'm disappointed in the team. I think Pop has done masterful with what he has. Think about this. He had at two during the season to trot out pretty much G-League teams mm-hmm. uh, to get uh, the job done. DeJounte Murray, Derek White, Bryn Forbes, Davis Burkhan. There were times where those guys were leading the charge. The only thing that I am a little disappointed in, and I don't think it's getting a lot of notice right now, is Parker and Ginobili. Not because of their stats, but because they didn't step up as the leader that they should be. These are two individuals that just ooze the Spurs knowledge. They've been there, done that with Pop. They've done it for years with him. And now they see that this is the team that lost their main star, Kawhi Leonard. Marcus Aldridge, he's playing great, but he's not a vocal leader. He's not the type of guy that's going to rah-rah rally the troops. Mm -hmm. I think Manu and Tony dropped the ball on this. They really should have been the ones to be getting in guys' faces. They should be on the bench yelling and screaming at these young guys. It wasn't until the end of the season that we're seeing right now where finally Parker is starting to say, you know what? These guys are inexperienced. Like, it just hit him. <laughs> I'm thinking. He just, somebody well, yeah. just told him that yesterday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's coming out. Uh, Mono Ginobili, uh, prior to Parker's uh, statement, was saying, like, uh, these are young guys that we're having to play with, getting used to them. This has gotten to the point, Colton, where Tony Parker has even said, there are times, years in the past, where we didn't have to communicate. We already knew where we were going to be. Now we have to, and now when we communicate, it's a mess. That's how bad it's been mm-hmm. this season. I am amazed how this Spurs team is still fighting for a playoff spot. Well, actually, I shouldn't be too amazed because, you know, the Spurs, as of this recording, are number one in opponent's points per game. That's the defense. The defense has really been keeping them alive. Mm-hmm. But you look at the the last few games they've had, they they look terrible against the West Best. They're going to look bad. I'm saying it now. They're going to look, they're going to continue to look terrible as the season winds up. And yes, they beat the Magic, but let's face it, the Magic are tanky. I am glad they, they won, but I am not impressed that they won. Wake me up when they beat the Pelicans. Wake me up when they beat the Warriors. Wake me up when they beat the Rockets. Because those are still teams they have on their slate still. Yeah. And their regular season's not even over yet. So this Spurs team is hanging on by a thread to their playoff lives. Uh, not only do they need to win a bunch of games to close out the season, they need some help too. Utah and Denver need to lose a few games. So this is unfamiliar territory for me. I've been covering the Spurs team from Press Row since 2004. And I've been spoiled. Let's face it, Colton. I've been spoiled really bad. 
I You've had a had few more playoff bursts than the Timberwolves. So I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I just, I personally, and I know talking to other people on Press Row and other national media guys and women have told me, wow, how does it feel to be on this end? <laughs> I'm like, it feels a little awkward, but hopefully Kawhi can come back. Hopefully he will make some of some sort of an impact, and hopefully the Spurs will make the postseason. And I never thought I would say this. Hopefully the Spurs make the postseason. Wow. No, yeah, it's it's wild times. Uh, we're going to touch on, first of all, the, the Timberwolves uh, win over the Wizards. We're going to touch on the, the matchup. The, the next game that the Timberwolves have is on Saturday against the Spurs. Again, nice, another nice little break here uh, for the Timberwolves at least. And we're going to touch on all that. But first... I wanted to ask you, this question's been burning in my mind. Uh, right now, it looks like Kawhi is the one, but which injury, just not over the course of the season, but which injury coming to the last 15, 13 games of the season is going to be more impactful for which team? The Butler injury or the Kawhi injury? Which team would benefit more by having their superstar back on the roster, the Timberwolves or the Spurs? Wow, that's a really, really good question. I would have to venture guess and say uh, your wolves. Um, I think the having Butler back in the fold, uh, coupled with the phenomenal young guys that uh, Minnesota boasts, uh, Cat, um, obviously Butler, uh, et cetera, et cetera. They're going to need him. Uh, why? Because he is a veteran of the game. They got a lot of uh, young guys on that roster outside of Jamal Crawford. I, I get that, but. You know, they're going to be relying on Cat uh, to do a lot of stuff, Wiggins to do a lot of stuff. And I think Butler would be a stabilizing force right now. I think if the Spurs somehow get into the postseason without Kawhi, I think they'll be okay because they have guys that have been there done that. But I think having Butler back is more important for the Wolves than Kawhi coming back for the Spurs. No, yeah, and I think a lot of people would say Kawhi uh, for just yeah. the obvious reasons, but... The my problem, and when I look at this, the problem I have the the biggest problem I have is that Jimmy Butler has needs to log minutes with this team mostly because the experiment experimentation for the Timberwolves roster was so little at the beginning of the season. Do you know that Teague and Tyus Jones? This is probably the most uh, creative kind of duo you could throw in there, having those two solid guards for the team play together but they have played eight minutes together eight minutes throughout the course of the season Teague and Jones that just shows you how kind of little creativity Tibbs has had towards this roster nothing away from him he's a great coach but the Timberwolves don't have a lot of lineups to throw out on the floor and so when you take away one of their starters who has been logging so many minutes with the other starters the the mix of players isn't great. And now they have been winning games. Towns has been phenomenal, and that's helped. But the mix of players isn't going to gel together very well because they haven't been playing together very much. And so mm-hmm. Butler, I think, is the crucial piece there, whereas you have the Spurs, and just by necessity, they have played tons of different guys together, and so they can throw out multiple different lineups any given night. You know, you know it was uh, the uh, Spurs lost to Houston, and after the game, he had Rockets, uh, Chris Paul, and James Harden talking about the uh, Spurs situation. And he told the media there uh, in the huddle that somehow, some way, Popovich will figure it out. And I think yeah. that is the biggest wild card right now for the Spurs heading into the postseason if Kawhi doesn't make it back 
Popovich is going to have to dig deep in that bag of tricks he has uh, to get the best out of, and the most out of what he has now. Mm-hmm. He's been hanging his hat on the fact that players like Forbes and Bertans and Murray and White uh, and Brendan Paul have been getting some run out of necessity, and he's hoping that'll pay dividends if they make the postseason. But at this point, i got to agree with you. I think the Spurs, if they make the postseason, can survive more than the Wolves can without Butler. No, I would totally agree with that. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get to a slew of other topics uh, headed into looking forward to the weekend and the game between the Timberwolves and the Spurs. First, some sponsors. Hey, guys. It's time to talk about the boatload of money you can make this week by betting my bookie. If you haven't been then check them out. This is the perfect time to get in on the action. The madness of March is here. Lay down some money and score big on college hoops. Join me and thousands of online players and start betting at mybookie.ag. Are you sick and tired of getting the runaround when you ask for a payout? Join in mybookie today. I would only recommend a service that has been good to me and our listeners. That's why I urge you to make your way to mybookie. You could win and they pay out fast without any hassle. You're waiting, you're wasting time betting anywhere else. They even have in-game live betting so you can even place a bet after tip-off. Join now and MyBookie will match your first deposit with a 50% bonus. You can get an even better chance to win a million with a million dollar bracket challenge. Use the promo code LOCKEDONNBA to activate your offer. Visit MyBookie today. Play, win, get paid. So when the t- the Spurs are playing the Timberwolves coming to town, uh, it's really a-, a battle of the two strengths on each side of the ball. The Timberwolves are ranked sixth in points per game. They have 109.8 points per game is their average. And then defensive rate of the San Antonio Spurs is second in the NBA at 102.2 points allowed. Uh Really, the, the, the strength of the Spurs, like you were mentioning earlier, is defense, and the strength of the Timberwolves is consistently being solid on offense, despite even Butler going down. And even more so, I think you saw this against the Celtics. The Timberwolves struggled early against that defense, and the Celtics were able to make hay on the offensive side with their guards. Now here you see a matchup where LaMarcus Aldridge is yet again faced off against Towns down low. This is kind of a revamped Towns. He's played much better than he started out the season to finish out the season. So now you see the strength of these two teams really facing off offense versus defense and then Towns versus Aldridge. This is going to be a battle down low, I think, and it's going to be a low-scoring game. It's going to be a really phenomenal watch to see Aldridge and Towns face off again. Is this kind of the matchup you're watching, too, the premier matchup for you? Indeed, uh, LMA versus CKAT, yes. <laughs> LMA and Cat. Yep, it's going to be great to see these two Titans uh, clash in the paint. you got the young buck cat who's coming into his own. And he's looking really, really good. And I, I, I think um, next season uh, could be very interesting for him in a positive way and for your Wolves. As far as LMA is concerned, he is an all-star. He is just lining it up this season, a 20-plus point scoring. Uh, he's actually improved defensively as well. And, you know, what I like about this matchup, too, is that you got the Wolves, who are without Butler, and you got the Spurs, who are without Kawhi Leonard, and we know that Cat and LMA are going to likely, hopefully, you know, be a great clash, in it, but it, it washes out. And let's see who else steps up to help Town, to help Aldridge. Will it be Teague? Will it be 
uh, Wiggins, um, for the Spurs? Would it be Gay? Will it be Murray? So I think really the matchup should look beyond the big matchup and look at the individual outside of those two uh, big guys. Who is going to step up on both teams to help Towns or Aldridge get the win? And then uh, I wanted to kind of circle back to the the Wizards game last night, 116-111 win for the Timberwolves. Uh, Kind of in crunch time, they were able to outscore the Wizards 34-21 in the fourth quarter. Ten lead changes that game. Towns with a huge 37-point game. Uh, I was worried in this one about three-point shooting, about transition, but the Timberwolves did a good job of clamping down on both of those against the Wizards and against a good team led by Bradley Beal, a playoff team in the East. And they, they performed admirably. They had a strong finish. Jeff Teague was making plays down the stretch. Uh, Towns was a, as good as he has been for the last month of the season, uh, hitting a corner three to kind of ice the game late in that one. And Wiggins was hitting crucial buckets at the end as well, even though he only finished with 16 I bring it up because the game that kind of stuck in my mind, it was a little bit ago, but the game that has stuck in my mind a little bit was the, the Warriors-Spurs game. Uh, I actually bet on this game. I lost a lot of money betting on the spread for the Warriors. Spurs and Warriors game was really good, though, if you didn't bet on the spread like I did. Uh, Spurs jumped out to a lead and lost it at the end of the game. Now, I'm not saying that the Timberwolves by any stretch are the Warriors, but I do think they have shown a little bit of an aptitude against good teams to close out well and to finish well by having big third or fourth quarters. Do you anticipate this being a problem for the Spurs? You know, I almost uh, fell out of my chair right now and laughed when you mentioned the fourth quarters and Spurs because uh, of late the Spurs haven't been able to hang on to fourth quarter leads. Uh, yes, I know they had a huge lead over the Magic, but that's the Magic, and we know what they're doing. They're tanking, and we know they're not that good at the fact that the Magic did not have Gordon or uh, Fournier. They just added up to a Spurs beatdown. But prior to that Magic game, they've had a couple of times uh, where they've had leads on good teams and only to see uh, evaporate. You mentioned the Warriors, that's one. Uh, the Pelicans, uh, uh, in the previous meeting, and the meeting number two between the Spurs and New Orleans, the Spurs had a double-digit lead, blew it. You fast-forward to the uh, recent game, Spurs-Lakers, Spurs had a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter, blew it. So... Now they got a quality Minnesota team, and I would not be surprised if the Spurs blow it again, uh, basically because, hey, this Spurs team is inexperienced. They're trying to learn on the fly, the young guys. And as I mentioned earlier in the show, Pop is relying on very young kids, close to their kids. They're, they're babies still. They're, they're just getting drinking age in the, here in the United States. So... You, you throw all that together and you don't have Kawhi Leonard, yeah, you, you know, it, it's going to shape up to be a tough time. Uh, but at the end of the day, though, Colton, I think, in my opinion, I think the Spurs will figure a way to get a nice signature win versus Minnesota. I think it's almost um, it's almost close, although I'll give you a little edge, uh, almost an even playing field uh, with uh, both players, both teams without star players and both teams with quality big men. And I think the Spurs and the Spurs system, uh, Popovich would game plan well against the Minnesota team and vice versa. But at the end of the day, I think Minnesota will get, I'm sorry, the Spurs will get the W. It'll be a close one. Mm-hmm. But no. I think the Spurs will get the W. No, definitely. I, I'm anticipating a very tight game as well. Uh, 
and le- you're exactly right. You, you see kind of that uh, that youth on the Spurs showing out, especially late in this season here. It's a lot like uh, when Jeff comes on the show and he's got a young a young guy and myself uh, podcasting. you got the veteran presence <laughs> no, of Jeff not, uh, not. carrying the podcast. It's good stuff. Uh, before you, you head into the – and I think I said the, the Timberwolves are home. The Spurs are, are home. Uh, and they get the the home stand a little bit here. They play the Magic the other night at home, and then they have the Pelicans and the Timberwolves, all home games. Will it be kind of a good uh, a good detection for you how the Spurs play with how they handle the Pelicans? I feel like those are kind of similar, just because both of those mm-hmm. teams are built around a bigger man down at the power forward slash center position, and then they kind of bank on on role players playing well around him. And I, for Davis, it's the the Pelicans for Davis and uh, Towns for the Timberwolves right now with Butler out. W- with how they handle Davis, will that kind of give you a read on how they handle Towns? Oh, if that's the case, if that's the case, then uh, then it's a bad read for the Spurs <laughs> because uh, Davis has been uh, obliterating the uh, Spurs in both meetings. He scored over twenty plus points in both meetings. He scored, he's grabbed, I'm sorry, double digit rebounding versus San Antonio. So no, I don't think the Spurs defend him well. But then again, who can? This guy is uh, playing out of his mind this season. I think Cat uh, uh, will likely have a good game as well. And remember. Versus Anthony Davis in the two meetings, Marcus Aldridge played pretty well against him, and it still wasn't enough to slow him down. So I think uh, Lamarcus will have a handful. I would not be surprised to see maybe Aldridge all be flashed on Cat just to, if anything, just to preserve Lamarcus. Mm-hmm. You know, keep away from foul trouble. Uh, they got six fouls in Joffrey Laverne. Use them. I mean, I, I would um, <laughs> try to slow him down and uh, try to make the, the other Wolves players uh, beat San Antonio. So yeah, uh, if if the pass is any indication about quality big man going against the Spurs, then oh my goodness, uh, I guess chalk up a L for the Spurs. <laughs> oh no, uh, <laughs> we're we're gonna we're gonna head out here, but first, uh, Jeff knows what I do. I always I always make the guests come on and guess the score of the game just to give me a read because, like I said, I like to gamble on these games. I like to bet over and unders. Uh, I, I need some help. I need uh, somebody to help me uh, <laughs> feel these out. So give me a give me a score for this game and and somebody you think will be kind of the highlight of the night. I think I, I, I'll do that in reverse. I got Dejounte Murray. I think uh, he'll have a nice game uh, versus. The Timberwolves. Why? Because his good buddy Jamal Crawford is there. Uh, they're pretty much um, big brother, little brother. They uh, they've been almost at the hip since Dejounte Murray's been young. Yeah, he's been Crawford. That is has been a mentor for Murray. I think Murray's going to want to show out against his mentor. So I got Dejounte Murray kind of being that highlight worthy kind of guy who's going to really step up for San Antonio. As far as the spread, whew, this is a good question. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a very low scoring game. I'm gonna have Spurs eating out the win, ninety six to ninety. Ninety six to ninety. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. And I like I like having a tight game. Uh, Dejounte Murray, you. I'm gonna give you full credit for this one. You called it at the beginning of the season uh, when we were talking so many months ago that he was going to be a big factor for this team, especially defensively. Mm-hmm. And he has really come into his own mm-hmm. over the course of the season. He has been so impressive. Yeah, he really has. Uh, you know, the young kid has been uh, tossed into the fire. I mean, literally. I mean, think about it. You're just at that time. He was under twenty. He was twenty years old, and they said, "Hey, 
guess what? You're now going to take the range from a Hall of Famer, Tony Parker. <laughs> You're going to be thrusted into uh, into the starting point guard role. And by the way, you don't have Kawhi Leonard at your side, so you need to step up your game on both ends of the court. And, uh, yeah, here's the ball. Have fun. Look, he's still learning versus uh, the magic, no less. He got <laughs> uh, pulled off to the side and Popovich uh, tore him a new you-know-what. Uh, simply for making a mistake on the defensive end, they're they're really um, you know they got high hopes. This Spurs team, the Spurs coaching staff, they're really banking on uh, Murray to become the player that he looks like he's going to become with a few more years under his belt. Uh, but so far, so good, and I think he's going to have to step up uh, versus your Wolves, and I think he will. Yeah, and like you're saying, still still some growing pains. Still young guys, still some growing pains, but you definitely saw the flashes of what of what could be. What, what, what's, getting, what's not getting really reported is his rebounding. I don't have mm-hmm. the numbers in front of me right now, but go look at his rebounds on average for his position. It's not surprising to see at the end of a, of a game on the statute he has double-figure rebounding. It's really incredible. No, yeah, he has been a huge contributor in so many ways for uh, for the Spurs. I'm actually I'm looking up rebounding right now. He averages uh, he averages five point four rebounds per game uh, mm-hmm. as a point guard. So that mm-hmm. is uh, that is good, really good. He he get, definitely gets in there, not afraid to get into the paint. Uh, for myself, uh, I'll I'll go the same route. I, I have Carl Anthony Towns as kind of the star. If they're gonna win, he's got to have like a, a thirty seven and fifteen type of night. And mm-hmm. I am predicting uh, that the winning streak keeps going, that they keep beating these really good playoff teams. Uh, I, I'm thinking it's going to be a 102-98 sort of game with the Timberwolves mm-hmm. coming out on top. And Towns, again, he has to he has to win basically 70 to 80% of his possessions for this to for this yeah. to go the Timberwolves' way. Yeah, I uh, you know, would not be surprised at it. And, yeah, I think Cat is going to get fed a lot. Um, and think about this, too. If he can get LaMarcus into foul trouble, good luck, Spurs, because outside of LaMarcus, this time big gripe, who on this team is the second reliable score? Reliable score. You have Bryn Forbes, who just went ghost for a span of six games, Colton, no joke. In the span of six games, he was 0 for 3. He did not. Wow. Yeah, I mean, in, this, in six consecutive oh games, he did not knock down a three-point a three shot. You look at Patty Mills, well, I don't want to, but he's been having his struggles this season. Now, Rudy Gay, I think he'll also be an X-Factor versus your Wolves. Uh, he's going to have a handful as well. You know, he's going to deal with Wiggins and, you know, bring his game to the court. So, But outside of LaMarcus Aldridge, I cannot look at this first squad and say, there's a reliable score that I know I'm going to get double figures out of this guy every nut consistently. I don't see that. Not out of Kyle Anderson, not out of DeJounte Murray, not out of Rudy Gay, not out of Manu, not out of Tony. I don't. So if and I'm being planning for the, for the Spurs, if I'm the Wolves, you know, I was like, just try to get LeMay in trouble or tire him out or make him work big time. They need the Danny Green of like 2012 when everybody was comparing him to Ray Allen and thinking that he was going to take over as the next great three-point shooter. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Danny Green now, I mean... I don't know if that's coming back, though. <laughs> collectively, I think the Spurs are going to have to just uh, spread it out. Uh, you know, if we can get eight points out of Murray, you can get, uh, you know, 10, 12 points out of Mills. 
uh, whatever you can out of Pau Gasol. I think that's the way the Spurs are going to have to have balance versus offensive mm-hmm. balance, that is, versus your Wolves. For sure, and to keep that score low, to keep if they if it's a game under a hundred points where both neither team reaches a hundred, uh, I I would say that the Spurs yeah. probably win. Exactly. All right. Well, that's it. That's it for us. That's it for the show. Uh, a pleasure as always to have Jeff back on the show. Make sure to go check out the Locked On Spurs podcast. Great shows from Jeff coming out all the time. A, a daily podcast for the Spurs coverage, and it, it's a great show. Just to listen to the the content that Jeff is putting out there. Thank you again for coming on the show. Not a problem, buddy. And thank you to the listener for listening to another Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.